Hello, Millwood Church. First and foremost, I want to give thanks to Kip for allowing me to give this message. Uh, we originally intended for this to be at Millwood Church, um, but given the circumstances, we are leveraging technology to continue to bring messages of God's Word to everybody. Um, praise God for that. He doesn't stop. Amen. And so I, I want to introduce myself. My name is Philip Corcoran. I am the husband to Mallory Corcoran, formerly Coke. Mallory grew up with Kip as her pastor uh, through childhood, and she even sung on the worship team. Years ago, uh, we were I was introduced to Kip and quickly realized how special of a man he truly is. Uh, there are just several times where he has spoken into my life and the fruit from that has just been paying dividends. Um, so thank you, Kip, for everything that you do, for your leadership, and for this opportunity. Before we dive into the message today, I really just wanted to open up with some time of silence, uh, just allowing Jesus and the Holy Spirit to grab hold of us, to consume us, to just surround us, in their presence. And then I will break that silence with a prayer. Uh, so as we proceed, let us go into a time of silence, just inviting Christ into our lives. Father, we thank you for everything that you give us. We thank you for your creation. We thank you for your promises. We thank you for never forsaking us or leaving us. We thank you for your continual love poured down on each and every single one of us. We thank you for that love through Christ Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for what you did on that cross so that way we may live through you. We are redeemed by your blood. For that we thank you. We humbly come before you, and we ask that you come into union with us right now, that you be with us, that your spirit just fill us up so that nothing else can come in. Lord Jesus, we need you. We desperately need you in this time, so we just ask that you come be with us, that you allow us to be with you, and we thank you for that. It is in your holy and precious name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So, originally when Kip told me, or not told me, excuse me, asked me um, to present a message, I gave it some thought, and I wanted to, I wanted to give a message on love, solely based on the fact that I battled depression for 15 years, and single-handedly, Christ 
healed me from that. Now, he didn't heal me from depression. He healed the wounds on my heart that were giving the depression. And I just wanted to speak that message because of just how much love I felt through him at that moment. Uh, he supernaturally, I felt his hand come across my chest. And as soon as his hand came over my heart, my heart leapt. And from that moment on, I have not battled depression. Thank you, Jesus. And as I started to sit down and, and kind of organize my thoughts on how this message would play out, the morning I woke up, instantly felt convicted to give a message on peace. And this is what the message is on today, is simply peace. Now this is my first time giving a sermon, but not the first time allowing the Holy Spirit to work through me. I have learned that simply being available to Christ gives way for Him to work and not me. And I hope this message brings His peace upon us all. And with that being said, I wanted to stay with Scripture as much as I possibly can. I'm not going off in my own words, but understanding that my experiences have played into have our application from His words. Um, so with that, I want to stay in the Gospel of John with a couple scriptures in Philippians. So we are going to start with John chapter 20, verses 19 through 21. And I'll give a moment there if you want to turn to John chapter 20, verses 19 through 21. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Now the reason I felt led to start with this piece of scripture are, there's a number of things, and the first thing is, Jesus said this to his disciples after dying on the cross and coming back to life. This is the first thing he said. Peace be with you. So a man that died, saw death, overcame it, and, came, and is coming back. This is the first thing he says. Peace be with you. There are, is so much importance to be put on that as well as accepting it. Jesus said, peace be with you. Not only did he say it once, he said it twice. He appeared, peace be with you. Then he showed himself, his hands and his side, and uttered those words again, peace be with you. Let that peace, let his peace Come over us knowing 
that he is with us. So not only is that the first thing he said to the disciples, he repeated it twice. And in text, after peace be with you, there's an exclamation point after both sayings. Now, exclamation, the formal definition is to cry out or speak suddenly as in surprise, strong emotion, or protest. Now, I'm going to go with strong emotion that Jesus uttered those words. So with that, just that strong importance being repeated twice, that's the first thing he said, and he said it with strong emotion. He didn't just kind of utter the words and let them fall off his tongue and go about his business. No, he wanted it to be with us. So moving on to the second piece of scripture that points us into his peace is John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Thank you, Jesus, for not giving to us as the world does. See, the world right now in this coronavirus pandemic says, I'm going to give you fear. I'm going to give you panic. I'm going to give you anger. I'm going to give you frustration. I'm even going to give you death. But Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Thank you, Jesus. See, Jesus doesn't give those things. He doesn't give us fear. He doesn't give us panic. He doesn't give us anger, frustration, or death. He gives us peace. And he gives us life. In him, we are promised eternity. If only we believe. So thank you, Jesus, for once again uttering that he leaves peace with us. He gives us peace. And that brings us into the third piece of scripture out of John. John chapter 16, verse 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Let me reiterate the, so that in me you may have peace, in Jesus, not in the world, in Jesus, not in coronavirus, in Jesus, we will have peace. And I want to open up with, on that scripture, I want to open up with a story that happened to me in January 2019, I went on a fly fishing trip with a with a, a childhood buddy and then a bunch of his buddies. I, I didn't know them. He knew them. So it was about you know six or seven guys on this camping weekend trip up in Oklahoma fly fishing. Uh, or they're, they're fishing. This is my first time to fly fish. And as I arrived Saturday morning... They're eating breakfast because they were there a day earlier. And everybody's getting ready, getting their fishing gear on. And we 
head down to the river. And for me, I just knew I wanted this to be a morning with God. So the, the guys, about six or seven of them, went downstream, and I went upstream. And as I'm walking upstream, you know, I find a, a, a tree that had fallen over. So I sat on it right next to the river and prayed. And my prayer was simple. God, please teach me how to fish. Uh, be with me as I'm walking through your land, walking through your river, and just teach me how to use this fly fishing rod that I barely know how to do. <laughs> and so I was just asking him to be with me. And shortly after that, he very confidently showed me he was with me. Um, so to my simple knowledge or lack of knowledge on fly fishing, how to fly fish, what the conditions of the, the river or stream needs to be, where you need to put your flies so the fish can see it, all that fun stuff. It had rained two days before, consistently for two days, and the water was high. So with the water being high, the water was also cloudy and murky, so the fish wouldn't have been able to see the, the fly to begin with. I didn't know that. Um, and as I'm walking from one side of the river to the other, trying to get into slower paced waters, I stand before kind of like a waterfall, so to speak, rushing water. And I'm standing on solid ground, looking upstream at this waterfall, loud noise, rushing water. You can feel the power of the water flowing through you or by you. And I just stood there, looked upstream, and I felt him. And he said, Phil, taking into account everything that's going on right now, you hear the chaos, you hear the loud sounds, the heavy flowing water, yet take note how your stance is, where you're standing, on what you are standing. And so that was the first lesson he taught me that day. Even though chaos can go all around us, even though it can sound loud with all the news reporters, all the headlines, all the information, all the opinions that news reporters want to put out, that can all be loud noise. But when you stand on the rock and foundation of Jesus... Peace comes over you. Peace is with you. And that's the message that he wants to give us, gives us all today. That when we are with Jesus, there we can find peace. He doesn't give to us as the world gives us. He gives us his peace. And that brings us on to our next pieces of scripture, John chapter 15, verse 4. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. And then we flip back a little to John chapter 3, verse 30. He must become greater. I must become less. These are important because we can't get peace from finances. We can't get peace from 
the world being secure or our economy being secure or job security or any of that. We get peace by remaining in him, in Jesus. And if Jesus is greater in our lives, then our worries become less. We have the opportunity and the ability to make the choice to choose Jesus Christ every day or the worries this life has to bring. And I fall, I fall short of this several times. My goodness, just when the pandemic started, you know, I just, my worry set in and I gave myself to reading everything I possibly could. So my career path is in healthcare. So I went straight to CDC to, to uh, medical articles published by doctors about the coronavirus and wanted to divulge in all this information and left God's, God's word behind. Um, quickly realized, once I put God's word first, peace came back and the worry diminished. Thanks be to Jesus Christ for that. And the, this part of the ser- sermon, I want to close with Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Allow me to repeat that again. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I want to focus on transcends all understanding. It's an interesting concept, right? Peace of God transcending all understanding. Our limited focus, our limited eyesight, our limited understanding of what is going on right now will wreck us if we allow our understanding to be the final say, will absolutely wreck us. We will not be able to think clearly, rationally. We've seen that several times happen within our own communities. And if we allow the peace of God to transcend our understanding, it'll guard our hearts. It will guard guard our minds in Christ Jesus. Now I want to move into an application side of it and challenge us all. Who can you pass this peace along to right now? And I've got a few things that we can apply. Make time to be with Jesus every day. Don't fall trapped to exactly what I fell trapped to. Allowing myself to be consumed on the information being put out, whether that's the news channel you go to or the you know medical publishments, articles, all of that. Let us 
go back to John chapter 15, verse 4. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. Remain in Jesus, and Jesus will remain in us. And if we are doing that, then we are seeing the fruits of that. Another one is, I would urge you to develop a sermon. It was an amazing for me to piece together the word centered around what God wanted to speak into my life and then also give the message on. Because of this, I have developed a more in-depth understanding of what he wanted to share with me because I took the time to dive into several pieces of scripture centered around peace, what he was working through me. I did that same concept with a, a book that I wrote um, why Depression is a Gift. And I wrote that book as to what I've learned through depression and that receiving Jesus in my brokenness and just wanted to share that message. But when I sat down to write that book, I didn't understand, uh, excuse me, I didn't realize what God was gifting me through that. And that was the gift of closure. There were so many instances throughout my life that I had to go back to with him, with Jesus, to be able to write it. And in doing so, he opened my eyes, the eyes of my heart, to show me how he never left me or forsaked me through my whole entire life, through that whole season of depression. And so I would just urge, you know, maybe in the studying of Scripture... And maybe he gives you a concept like peace or love or any of that. Dive into the scriptures. Pretend like you're developing a sermon um, that you're going to give a message on. And see what it does. Uh, the other thing, to the another piece of application is speak life into people through hope, positivity, and peace. Now this one seems pretty easy, but... You know, my wife and I were at Costco standing in line and uh, trying to get groceries because we only had groceries for a week at a time and people were buying for months at a time. And so we were in line and this lady started talking to us and we found out real quickly she's involved in her church and she's a church person and quickly got into the coronavirus talk and then it moved into... You know, the world's in chaos and the world's negative and this and that. And the media is giving this information that's negative, And I just had to stop it. I just had to stop the conversation and interject positivity and just calm that fear, calm that, that gas pedal that says, I've got to give in to the chaos. And in doing so, the whole conversation changed. The energy from each person began to be different and it didn't become this overbearing conversation. So when we speak hope, positivity, and peace into people's lives, the ripple effect is huge. Lastly, say I love you. We don't say it enough. I don't say it enough. Excuse me, I'm not going to put that on other people, but I love you. I love you, God. I love you, Father in heaven. I love you, Jesus Christ. I love you, Holy Spirit. I love you, 
interject the person's name that you're talking to, now more so than ever, we need to be reminded of how we love one another and sharing that. And in closing, I would like to thank you again for this opportunity and for taking the time to listen. I hope and pray that Jesus' peace has come upon you through this message and will stay with you and that you will share that peace with others. I'm going to close with the Apostle Paul's words. It is fitting in many ways. However, one way is it summarizes the message that we have just listened to. And another way is Kip provided this word to me years ago when I was battling through a season of depression. Uh, so not only does this, this word summarize the message, but it's also special to me and the fact that Kip had previously given it to me. So God bless you all, and may his peace be with you. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 through 9, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, or praiseworthy. Think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you.